Hello, listeners. My name is Dean, and welcome to another episode of the ISC Focal Point Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Nick Brisbane. Nick is the CEO and managing partner at Focal Partners. He graduated from Cambridge University with first-class honors in social and political science, holding 20 years of experience in venture capital in London and Silicon Valley. Nick worked on various roles throughout his career, such as consultant and Gemini Consulting and Opreus, associate at Roy Ted's Venture Capital. Director of Makella Software, Zeus Technology, Converse Social, and List. Founding partner of Draper Esprit before founding Forward Partners in 2013. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. For starters, can you tell us a bit more about your career journey? What are some of the key drivers that motivated your career path? Yeah, it was interesting to to ponder this question actually when you shared it in advance. So when I was young, I was like money was a big thing for me,、uh, definitely,、uh, and also I was、uh, I was quite chippy, like I you know like I was、uh, definitely left leaning, didn't want to work in an investment bank, didn't really like big corporates,、uh, and so I graduated、uh, kind of naturally towards the the startup world,、um, and that, you know and also like I love variety, intellectual challenge,、um, fast change, excitement. And so all of these kind of naturally kind of gravitated towards venture capital, which you, you get all those things in spades. So that's how I started, and I've been been in this game as you said for for a long time since I was in my twenties.、Um, but these days, as I've got older, and this is like it's <clears throat> it's such a hackney path. It's almost an embarrassing cliche, but but these days I find myself more、uh, more motivated by、uh, helping people, seeing people grow,、uh, maybe making a little dent in the universe than.、Um, Than chasing the dollar. Wow, that sounds really exciting.、Uh, you have been in the venture capital industry for a long time, over twenty years, as you said. Can you share with us some of the highlights? What are some of the elements that you enjoy the most about this industry? Yeah, the the thing that I've loved the most, without doubt, has been the journey with Ford over the last nine years.、Uh, so,、uh, yeah, it's just been profoundly rewarding in in, in lots of different ways, and so. You know, so when I think about the actual moments, it's been the kind of seminal moments in securing our future, so closing the first,、uh, or actually cutting the first deal with a, a high net worth called Neil Hutchinson, who、um, who gave me my first shot. Really, put the first fifteen million into Forward back in two thousand thirteen. Then we raised our second fund, BlackRock,、um, with the investor there,、uh, and again, massive thanks to those guys.、Uh, and then last year, we got our IPO away. It was、uh, it was a great moment too. Um, and、uh, and then I also just really enjoy working with with entrepreneurs、uh, over the years, and then、uh, forward now with the people in, in my team. It's 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 great to be able to help people on their journeys, building their companies, building their careers,、uh, and to be a part of that. I, I really love it. Thank you so much for sharing those highlights with us. What do you think are some of the critical elements that led to the success of Forward Partners and differentiates the firm from others in the industry? I think at heart, I'd put it back to our culture. So,、um, so Forward, we say we want to be the UK's leading and most admired early stage investor,、uh, and uh, that's our mission uh, and our purpose statement. Like that's the reason we all get out of bed. The reason we, in the morning we all come to work in the morning is.、Uh, Uh, so we to, to give founders their best shot at success. You know, like if you, you ask people at Ford, what is it that you like about working at Ford? We're all like, okay, you know, we love helping entrepreneurs.、Um, 
and that kind of those character traits bold caring and wise they they really um they really set the store for us right like you know like we're brave in in, a, in our own strategy and and also in backing companies at the very early stages that themselves on the on the leading edge of, of change care for our entrepreneurs we care for our people uh, and then we seek always to make wise decisions and to be wise in our own operations um and so that, that, that kind of culture has manifested itself in what i think is a, a like an intelligent sector focused investment strategy uh, and uh, and then also the you know our key usp as as a venture firm is that we have the studio team there's a team of people that work within forward partners to help our portfolio companies succeed uh, you know venture capital is a services business right like we're in the business of of helping entrepreneurs succeed and it's quite a it's an unusual services business in a couple of ways firstly a big part of the service we provide is cash um and secondly you know we say no to um to the vast vast majority you know 99.9 percent .9 of people who want to work with us we say no to uh, and so that's again a bit unusual for a services business but the best entrepreneurs have a choice and so we are on the business of providing a great service to them and and the studio team is uh, is what sets our service apart from others definitely Forward Partners focuses on investing technology businesses at C to idea stages. Given the high risk involved in those investments, what are the key methods in these stages of find, decide, win, and help to mitigate those risks? Yeah, so find, decide, win, help is, is a good framework. So in the find bit, this is actually quite surprising to me when I started forward. So I, I, I had the idea that you know, I've been in the venture capital industry for a long time. I was friends with people at lots of other next stage funds. And so like, we're just going to see all those people, make sure they know what we're doing. You know, they get, they, they will have then people who approach them for funding, but will be too early stage for, for their series A funds. So then they'll refer them to, to me at forward. Uh, and, you know, so like first thing I did, I went to see all my friends and they're like, yeah, great idea. Uh, definitely got, you know, refer you some deals. And and I said, well, so, you know, what have you got now? And they're like, oh, mm, you know, like I met someone a month ago or two months ago. I think they might be interested. And and there was just there was just not the volume there at all. Uh, and so the penny dropped then that um, what we need to do to drive success is to put uh, is to build a, a brand that is, is well known and attracts a lot of high quality inbound interest. Um, so you can't do it direct from your networks, you don't get the volume and you can't do the classic series A and, and later strategy of identify the interesting companies and reach out to the CEOs because the companies we're investing in are like they're just too small, like they barely have a presence on the web and so you know, you, you can't be doing the, I mean, we do a little bit of it, but you can't generally re research and reach out, just won't find the opportunities you need to well, build the brand so they come to you. That's fine. Uh, decide. Um, so the kind of big things we're looking there are, you know, every good venture capitalist will say there's team, market, product, and momentum. Uh, and then we've got a bunch of frameworks that we've developed internally, which help us assess all of those things, which drive consistency and quality through our decision-making. Uh, and then winning, I've kind of touched on this already a bit, but it's about being the most helpful. Like entrepreneurs are going to select for two reasons. Uh, one, they're going to choose the uh, that valuation makes a big difference, right? So you've got to be there or thereabouts in valuation. But you don't want to be winning deals on valuation the whole time, right? That's not a you know, that's not a recipe for long term success. Uh, and so once you've got to the right sort of level of valuation, then the choice becomes about who's going to who's going to be the most helpful, who's going to 
give me the best chance of succeeding, right? Like, and, and if you picture the mind of an entrepreneur, like I'm, you probably thought about starting a company yourself, you know, people who have, and, and it's like, like, you know, your chances of success are not super high, right? Like, and you always kind of worry like, shit, this is, am I making the right decisions here? Uh, I'm committing my life to this. Um, uh, and so uh, an investor that gives you a better chance of succeeding, makes you feel that you have more confidence in your own chance of succeeding, they're, they're the ones who get the deal. That sounds really interesting. Thank you for providing the perspective. Now let's focus on some of the specialized areas of forward partners applied AI, e-commerce, and the marketplace. Can you share with us your perspectives on the preference of specialized versus full-stack AI, the future outlook of the market given the trends of increasing saturation and lowering technical barrier to entry? So, so the evolution in, in many markets is that um, First, you get uh, problems solved uh, horizontally, uh, and you know it's just too expensive to um, uh, to try and solve these, some of these big problems vertical by vertical. So, you, uh, instead of getting a a payment solution for I don't know for fashion e-commerce, and then another one for the hospitality industry, and so on, you get broad payment solutions, uh, and uh, and similarly for um, I don't know, web infrastructure, or you get the broad horizontal solutions and then entrepreneurs in these different verticals, they they knit those together, right? And that's how you build your e-commerce business. Uh, and, uh, and then over time, as the, the horizontal solutions become more and more mature, um, then the opportunity for value creation moves uh, away from those and to building vertically focused solutions, which are, are built on a deep understanding, not of the horizontal problem, but of the precise nature of the vertical industry. Uh, and that allows you to create value often by knitting together the um, different horizontal solutions uh, and in ways that solves problems specific for the vertical. Um, and I've got I've got an example that's like uh, that I want to tell you, but I can't because it's a company we're about to invest in. Rather, exactly. <laughs> I think that's a big uh, that is a big trend that we're going to see, like the verticalization of software um, in the next phase, because you know that's where the value lies now is in solving the kind of vertical problems where the horizontal ones have largely been done. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and so. What's happening there is that you've got a shift uh, in the insight, like, you know, behind every great company, there's some kind of insight, right? Every great startup, mm -hmm. there's some kind of insight. And uh, and the, the what we're looking at is a shift in the insights from um, how to solve horizontal problems, which are often technical insights to how to solve problems in a vertical, but you're often customer insights. Well, we're nearly always in fact customer insights. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and that I think is the the big shift, right? And that's uh, how did you refer to it? Um, uh, lower technical barriers to entry, right? That, that, that's less of a problem because you're focused actually on, on on the customer insights, and you know, and a big part of what we're seeing now is um, like all forms of, of of technology spreading to every corner of society, right? You know, and, and the interesting opportunities now are the ones where 
but those haven't been solved yet. And, and the reasons they haven't been solved is that, you know, people in, uh, in these kind of AI as one of our portfolio companies, uh, they, it's a legal tech business. They make contracts simple. Uh, and so, and I was amazed when I, I was amazed when Richard told me this, Richard Robinson is the founder. I was amazed when he told me this, uh, when it was like four years ago, he'd been, so he'd been a partner at Clifford Chance uh, and Boyce Schiller, a big American litigation firm. And, and he'd been on secondment at Barclays for six months. And he came and goes, look, I was running a team of paralegals. Uh, and they, these are people paid 60, 80 K a year. And they're processing these dead simple documents like hold harmless letters, account closure letters. Uh, and, and I'm like, what? Like, we still got people doing that? Uh, um, uh, and he's like, yeah. Um, and he's like, so, you know, like we just need to build software uh, to automate it. And, and the kind of his big insight was not only do you need to build software to automate it, you need to sell that as a service, right? Because um, what the bank needs to know, what everyone wants from their lawyers is not just the contract, they want to know they want they want to know that it's done right right ultimately they want to throw it to check if there's a mistake uh, and so so you build software that you to deliver this stuff efficiently and then you sell it as a service as a legal service um you know and then when you get to scale maybe people understand the risk has gone out and you sell the software that's where the company is reaching now but to begin with you know you take people's problems off the hand which is okay i've got a letter here which i can send to my customer a contract i can send to my customer which i know i can rely on i've just got the letter but i know i can rely on it um anyway so that so that is um so he's taking ai technology to the legal industry which is still using people to solve problems that don't need to be solved by people anymore, ultimately right and, and, and that's a kind of good example of what we're talking about um and again that's deep customer insight like when we talk about applied ai uh, uh, forward you know it's not ai research projects it's it's applied mm -hmm. so you know, there is an AI element. We say it mimics human cognition somehow. So, you know, when look what happens, you should be like, oh, is there a person doing that? Uh, um, but then we're solving real world problems using well understood technologies uh, because that's how we're taking market risk, not technology risk. It's kind of like how we think about it from an investment perspective. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was a really insightful answer into the current industry. Now, shifting focus to our listeners. Last but not least, can you share with us some of the wisdoms and insights you've collected over the course of your career with our listeners? Yeah, and so I just made a sort of little bit of a laundry list here of things. So I'm just going to chuck them out there. I hope they're somewhat helpful. Uh, um, so and they're, they're, they're focused on, on really being uh, what I think are some of the keys to being an effective venture capitalist, effective investor generally, probably. Uh, so first, like the, the entrepreneur is in charge, right? Like that can be an easy thing for some investors to forget. Um, uh, I like to say that if, if Ford Partners was ever to win an Oscar, it should be for the best supporting actor, right? Like mm -hmm. you know, what's the job of the best supporting actor? It's to help the, it's to help the lead be the best, the very best person they can, the very best actor they can be. And, and, and that's our job as a VC. Um, that's one. Second, like, and, uh, it took me probably five, 10 years to figure this out. Um, but when you're sat around the board, uh, sat at the board table with an entrepreneur, be very focused in, in your recommendations. It's, it's easy when you sit on lots of boards, you've got lots of input from all your partners who are sitting on lots of boards as well to see many things that a company might do to improve its operations. But the, 
the truth is you don't understand it half as well as the entrepreneur. And so you should focus your attention on just a kind of like one thing, ideally, that um, you think is going to make the biggest difference uh, where you're of a kind of I think the CEO um, is uh, of a kind of sufficiently similar mindset to softly that uh, you can get them to listen and, and really kind of focus like that on on, on on having an impact too this is interesting as well it's like it's tempting as a as a vc investor to believe that like like often you've been researching a market um you really you want to make an investment in that market you know what a great product in that market looks like you find a company that's doing that uh, and then there's a little gap in the management team or this management team's not quite strong enough right like it's really tempting to believe that that ah oh, like everything else is going for this company and, and if i'm on the board i can help cover for that weakness that that's a massive conceit right like that that just never works out uh, um again like got to believe that the entrepreneur is in charge and you've got to believe that that they can drive it themselves and uh, and yeah not think that you can <laughs> not think that you can fill gaps yourself uh Next, and these are two last two, a bit more general, like like have fun, man. Um, and you know, what does fun mean at work, right? Like it definitely means taking pride in in the work that you do. Like, but it also means like you should choose companies where you enjoy working with your colleagues, right? Like again, this is it's a cliche now, but we'll spend more time with our colleagues than we do like with our wives, partners, uh, and you know, so it really should be fun. Uh and then finally, uh, and this is something that I wouldn't have said 10 years ago, uh, but, but look for true meaning in life. Like, yeah, don't always chase the dollar. Really try to understand what it is that drives you. Why is that important? Uh, you know, and, and are these things that you're chasing, are they really serving you? Uh, uh, because often they're not. And certainly, you know, my experience uh, is that, the things that served me for a while uh, um, stopped serving me as I got older, as I got later in my career. And, uh, and I had to reevaluate like, you know, like are these things that I'm searching for really, really going to make me happy, right? Do they deliver? Are they going to deliver what I want? Why do I actually want these things? Right. Um, so kind of, uh, yeah, I really encourage people to get on that journey of looking inside themselves to, to better understand. Makes sense. Those pieces of advice are really inspiring. We're really grateful for having you here to share your great insights with us. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of the LSC Focal Point Podcast. Stay tuned for more exciting content.